Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Could game week 34 just be a normal game week with the 10 scheduled fixtures as they are now? The answer is yes. Hello everybody, welcome to Planet FPL, the world where everything revolves around Fantasy Premier League. My name's Suj. And my name is James. Fantasy, Fantasy Premier League. This is Suj's least favourite podcast Fantasy, of Fantasy the year. Premier League. It's my favourite. So why is it? Why do you like it so much? Because, do you know what? Whether you have a good week, a bad week, whatever, I like the strategy. For me, that's the best bit of FPL, is the strategising. But the, the, it's... Isn't it just the most frustrating thing where strategy never plays out like reality? Other than the projections for blank game week 29 being exactly correct. We got the four fixtures we expected. Yeah, I mean, uh, prediction, projection. You're going off the probability and odds. First thing, get yourself on sheet five. That sheet's no good to you. First thing (laughs) is you sent me notes today and you said that of... The top nine, they all have one game to rearrange except Aston Villa. Oh, you're and in I the will top remind nine, you, you, my club is in the top nine right now. Okay. Thank you very much. You're easily forgettable. So just referring to West Ham. Oh, really? Ham for those Did you forget about us when we came to the lane yeah. earlier this season? So, so if we say we... You forgot about us for, for those the last who are, 30 minutes. For those who are new to Planet FPL, I'm Tottenham and so just West Ham. We do tend to pick up some new listeners on these pods, Suj, because... Chips. It's all they about chips. chips. Chunky Strategy. chips, skinny chips, thin chips, fat chips. Am I right? We are, we are eight on the table. Uh, whatever. It's the same shit, isn't it? And we don't have a game to rearrange. No, you don't. Okay, fine. Just check in. You were trying to trick me out there. Okay, should we uh, just get headfirst into this? So, FA Cup results are done. First and foremost, so who's through and uh, what does that mean for the immediate which is blank game week 29. Okay, so every FA Cup result went to expectation, basically, except for Leicester winning at 
Bournemouth, um, but that's not affected the expected outlook for game week 29. We knew of three fixtures, uh, Burnley against Brentford, Fulham against Tottenham, and shit, what's the other one? Oh yeah, easily forgettable, West Ham against Aston Villa. You didn't forget about us earlier this season when we came to your place. Um, we have confirmed now. Well, have you erased that from your memory? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. See you at Westfield Shopping Centre on the second, mate. You oh, won't, no, I'm not going. You won't go, will you? No chance, no. mate. I'll be in the away end with my binoculars. Um, Luton and Nottingham Forest exit from the FA Cup means that fixture is confirmed for game week 29. We have four confirmed fixtures for game week 29. Uh, the FA Cup quarterfinals are as follows. Uh, Manchester City against Newcastle, Manchester United against Liverpool, Wolves against Coventry and Chelsea against Leicester. The projection, therefore, is that the semi-finalists will be Manchester City, Liverpool, uh, Wolves and Chelsea. And that impacts our projections for what game week 34 and 37 may look like. And we're going to talk through some of those possibilities on this particular podcast. Um, as you said, Serge, uh, all of the top nine, <laughs> except West Ham and Aston Villa... Anyone in Claret and Blue? ...have at least one game to rearrange. Um, the six fixtures that from Game Week 29 that are now postponed will all go to Game Week 34 or Game Week 37, with the small possible exception of Arsenal against Chelsea which I'll cover off during the course of this podcast. Uh, Villa uh, are one of only six teams who definitely play in every game week left. Bar unforeseen circumstances. Unforeseen circumstances, we mean the temperature suddenly in minus 10 degrees and an avalanche of snow uh, or heavy, stupid rainfall or something like a monarch passing away as what happened with the Queen last year. Virus. Or, or COVID, yeah, sorry. That no, one. Not COVID, any w- virus. World pandemic, yeah. Yep. Um, but then that's not... World pandemic probably won't affect one game. It will probably affect all of them. From a weather perspective... That's also true. Look, these games are now... We, we're going into March. We should... Uh, global warming says hello, but we should be okay for yeah, yeah. any potential we, we haven't weather... any snow this year. ...postponements. Yeah. Um, the other five teams that will play in every game week as it stands, are West Ham, Villa's opponents in 29, Burnley and Brentford. Who are eight? Burnley. Burnley against Brentford, who play each other in 29, and Luton and Nottingham Forest, who play each other in 29. But that's not the case. So four of the bottom five or six, whatever. Yeah. Great. Whoop, whoop. Well, look, if you need a neighbours... Everyone's got the same or similar amount of fixtures Overall, so you're kind of you're gaining one week, you won't in another, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, and it's worth saying, obviously, other than 29, the majority of other teams are going to play in every week as well. However, you'll notice, obviously, Fulham and Tottenham is not on that list yep. of six teams, despite the fact they play each other in game week 29. They're part of a group of four teams, the others being Arsenal and Brighton, very, very small who could blank in game week 34. Fulham and Tottenham are basically the only two teams, really, who could have a blank game week in game week 34. The current projection has said is for Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City and Wolves to reach the FA Cup semi-finals. If that's the case, that will move the four respective fixtures from the weekend of game week 34, but not necessarily 
from game week 34 because they might just move to the midweek afterwards. Those, therefore, would be Chelsea's game at Brighton, Liverpool's game at Fulham, Manchester City's game at Tottenham, and Arsenal's game at Wolves. It's from that where you can see Fulham or Tottenham could blank if obviously those fixtures move. And there is a slight chance that Brighton or Arsenal could as well. That's because of a loop of fixtures that involves Chelsea, which I'll come back onto, but that's extremely unlikely. Yeah, those, like, I mean, Tottenham City is a difficult game for City and Tottenham. Arsenal going to Wolves. Wolves have been all right at Molyneux. Brighton Chelsea's fairly evenly matched. So it's not like um, we're losing particularly one sided fixtures that we would have wanted to no, steam and, into. It's only the Fulham Luton game. Our expectation. Uh, sorry, I mean. If you think about the fixtures that have stayed on in 29, right? All you've got from the top half is Tottenham Villa West Ham. Yep. Because you're in the top half, Serge. Um, and you're losing now. If you lose, if you just lost hypothetically those eight games from game week 34, you've got what? Fulham apart at the bottom half? Yep. Are Chelsea in the top half at the moment? They're not. Are they not? No, no because below okay. us is Newcastle. So, all right, let's uh, say you've got seven from Wolves, the... then Newcastle, then yeah, they're 11th. Are Chelsea really 11th? Yeah, mate. Okay. I'm sure Wolves are directly below us, Newcastle below them, so they must be 11th, mate. So you haven't actually checked? They're 11th. Okay, they're 11th. Yeah. So they do they, have okay. a game in hand. But well, let, let's put it a different way then. That's seven of the top 11 in game week 34, their fixture getting moved. This is, was always liable to be the case if the strongest teams did well in the FA Cup because there's so many conflicting games between good teams. For example, Tottenham are out the FA Cup. But it was always liable to be a game that might get postponed because their opponents are Manchester City. There were matchups between good teams in game week 29 and game week 34. That's why I was always of the opinion that the double game weeks wouldn't necessarily look great this season because we'd end up having games with two strong teams playing each other would be your additional games, if you will. Let's go through a roadmap of how we look now for the rest of the season. So game week 27, obviously coming up this week, is, an, is a normal game week. Game week yep. 28, we know we've got the double with Bournemouth and Luton. Solanke missing last night. Obviously, he was unlikely to get pushed. So he anyway. went for the MRI scan on Tuesday. Yeah, um, we haven't got much more update on that other than Andoni Ariola said after the defeat to Leicester that he was hopeful that he would be available for the weekend. Um, he's obviously been bought by plenty going into this week already, and with plenty of early transfers. Uh, it doesn't particularly surprise me. I discussed on Monday's pod why, even though I knew that was the player I would buy, why I would wait. And I'm pleased that I have. I think there's time for early transfers, and I don't think this period of the season is particularly it, to be honest. In any case, um, if he is back, he's obviously getting captained by nearly everybody next week. Game week 29 is the blank, obviously, with four fixtures. Game weeks 30 to 32 will be normal. Um, there is a tiny, tiny possibility that a game could go into 32. When I mean tiny, it's not worth mentioning. Game week 33, there is a very small possibility of an additional game. There's also a very small possibility of one game being a blank. I would largely ignore that. Game week 34 is obviously going to be, well, I say obviously, it might not be as all covered, a double game week that may also have blanks. It may also just be a normal game week. 35, um, there could be an extra game. 36, I think, is likely to have an extra game. 37 will definitely be a double game week. Game week 38 is obviously normal. So what you're talking about, James, in terms of a possible blank in game week 33? Well, for those who follow me on, on Twitter and saw my tweet on, what's today, so Thursday, Tuesday. I'd noticed after the 
first half of the April TV fixtures were announced that there was a potential problem for Arsenal against Aston Villa. Um, I think it's very, very unlikely to be postponed. And by the way, Wolves winning last night has also made that far more unlikely as well. Because if Wolves reach the cup semi, Arsenal will have games to rearrange with Wolves and Chelsea, which if they stay in the Champions League, have to go in 34 and 37 respectively. So the Villa game couldn't move. But the theory behind the problem is it's European games before and afterwards, before yeah. and after game week 33. So if Liverpool have to play in the Euro- uh, if Villa sorry have to play in the Europa League on the Thursday, and then Arsenal have to play on the Champions League the following Tuesday, someone's yeah. got to play twice in three days, and the Premier League will always avoid that unless they can't avoid it basically. But there's so many other options of what they can do with that fixture or the fixtures either well, side. The point right, being that moving if, them if, around. if at this stage. Let's say Wolves had lost last night in the Cup and Wolves is relevant because that's Arsenal's scheduled game week 34 opponent. So therefore that game would have definitely stayed in the weekend. The, the, either one of the midweeks in 34-37 would have been free for Arsenal or Villa. Now what's most likely to happen in the event that Arsenal and Villa are still in European competition, the most likely scenario is that the Premier League request that Arsenal's Champions League quarterfinal second leg would be played on the Wednesday. And it's most likely from there that UEFA would accept that request. Yep. But it's not a guarantee. And a few other people have suggested that Villa would just get moved forward to the Wednesday night. That's also a possibility for their first leg the week before. But if it's a five o'clock kickoff, you're in a major city like Birmingham. The English teams don't tend to play at home at those sort of times, right? You know you got a split in Europa competitions between like your five forty five kickoffs and your eight o'clock. If you've never noticed this before, the English teams are always at home at eight o'clock. Yep. And they're always away in the earlier ones. And I like that you Not said Not always English. away, but normally. Sorry, British. Sorry. No, well, you said English, true, because Rangers have got their home leg at five thirty. Oh, have they really? I yeah, didn't know that. Fuming about that. Oh, are they? You. Yeah. Uh, I say they're fuming. The club have. How, club do, you, have voiced, how do you know this valuable information? The club have voiced their disappointment at it, and um, because I think there were a few West Ham fans that were a bit annoyed that our club don't stand up for ourselves when we get five thirty or whatever. But we've never had that. I don't think maybe one game we've had at five thirty or whatever. So don't worry about the, it. the English, Rangers. The English are, teams are don't play in the early kickoffs at home in Europa. Ever. Yeah. So the, the idea that the Villa could move to the Wednesday, yeah, sure, possibly. But also, don't UEFA want their eyes on their Thursday competition to be a Thursday competition as it stands yeah, at the yeah, moment? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And Villa, if they advance and beat Ajax, are probably the biggest, the, uh, maybe not the biggest, might not be true. Um, but let's say the headline name in what would be the Conference League quarterfinals if they're still in. So it's a very, very small possibility. And I highlighted it just to make people aware of the unlikely possibility that suddenly Arsenal-Villa could be a blank in game week 33. Please let me tell you that the chance of that being postponed is roughly about probably 1% to 2%. Uh, but I thought I should clarify that following my tweet the other day. Cool. One fixture that obviously still needs to be arranged, ignoring the 29 blanks now, is the Chelsea-Tottenham fixture hanging from game week 25. And it's a regular question. Where is it going to go? That's the only unarranged from the past fixture then, what you said. Correct, yeah. yeah. We obviously knew Liverpool-Luton went into uh, double game week 25. Um, As we explained on the, explained on the, the previous yeah. chip pods, there was no necessity to rearrange Chelsea and Tottenham earlier. There might be now, but they can't. So, game week 28 is now under two weeks away. 
It is two London teams. It's not impossible, but it would be very unlikely. Game week 30 is a weekend fixture that's followed by game week 31 midweek fixtures. So it can't go into those two weeks. You might be thinking game week 32 is the next available possibility. However, Tottenham have been selected for the Monday night football in game week 32. And they've also been selected for the lunchtime kickoff in game week 33. Chelsea Tottenham is not going to go into game week 32. Game week 33 looks like the earliest possible opportunity. So are you saying they wouldn't want to show you three times in a row on TV? No, I'm saying they wouldn't want they wouldn't make Tottenham play two uh, three times in two uh, two times in three days when it's not necessary. Okay. That's it. Because you've got Monday, Sunday. So it would be Monday and Wednesday or Thursday and Saturday, right? Yeah, it's yeah, not that on. Makes sense. And it's the lunchtime kickoff on the Saturday as well, right? So the game Who are you, Klopp? It's not going to happen. I'm not complaining about it. Fine. Um, yeah, you get home by three o'clock Klopp, in time we'll, to put your feet up. What, from Newcastle? Oh, is it away on Saturday? You'll be home <laughs> yeah, in time be, for three o'clock on, on Sunday to <laughs> <laughs> put your feet up. <laughs> yeah, I'll, be on a tra- I'll be on a train at about six o'clock in the morning, mate, that day. Oh, what's Rick, um, Ricky Saunders busy? What's that? Is Ricky busy? Uh, Ricky, do you want to go to Newcastle? Drive, drive let, to, to, let, to let me know. The north, uh, northeast and back. <laughs> I don't want to go in his electric car to Newcastle. That's an older story that I won't bore people with at the moment. So game week 33 looks like the earliest possibility. Now, remember as well, if obviously Chelsea lose to Leicester in the FA Cup, then the game slots in quite straightforward to game week 34 or, or 37. It basically doesn't if Chelsea beat Leicester. And the reason for that is Chelsea will have the game with Arsenal postponed from 29 and the game with Brighton postponed from game week 34. Now, because those two teams, Arsenal and Brighton, are involved in European competition, those two games, if those two teams are still in Europe, have to slot into 34, 37 respectively. The Tottenham game at Chelsea becomes the odd one out because those two teams are both out of Europe. But for game week 33, guess what Sky have done that week? Chelsea Monday night. Chelsea Monday night against Everton. So that's also unlikely. It is, of course, possible if Chelsea and Tottenham play on the Sunday on the weekend of 34. Remember, Tottenham might not play at all, as we've already discussed on that particular weekend. Yeah, City go through. Correct. Chelsea would play at Brighton or would have the FA Cup semi-final. But if they get to the FA Cup semi-final and Liverpool also reach the FA Cup semi-finals. Unless Chelsea specifically draw Liverpool, their FA Cup semi-final will be on a Saturday. Why is that? Because the midweek before is European fixtures again. And if Liverpool beat Sparta Prague, heavily fancied, Liverpool will play on Thursday in Europe, so their FA Cup semi-final will have to be on the Sunday. So Liverpool's opponents in the FA Cup semi-final, should they get there, basically has to be a Sunday. If it wasn't Chelsea, Chelsea, therefore, would have exactly what Tottenham had the week before, Monday, Saturday. They're not going to make Chelsea play. No, but they could do the Thursday. But that's the only issue with that is obviously going up against European football. Not if Chelsea have a semi-final against... On the Sunday. No, but what I'm saying is they'll only have this... If it's on the Sunday. If Chelsea draw Liverpool, their semi could be the Sunday. Sunday, yes. And Chelsea could play the Thursday. Yes. And they can't complain that they got Thursday before Sunday because Liverpool got to play... Thursday before Sunday. That's true. So that would be a good option. So the only thing is Premier League going against Europa or yeah. UEFA. Do well, they want this that? This is going to have to happen at some point. So just whack it on that Thursday in uh, game week thirty-four. Sorry. Fix the draw. Warm up the balls in the old <laughs> FA Cup. You know, so you know which ones Liverpool and Chelsea. So like the point being, for yeah. Chelsea Tottenham to go into game week thirty-three, you probably need 
Liverpool to draw Chelsea in the FA Cup semi-finals. And it still doesn't guarantee it, right? Yeah. It could still be one of the later ones and not make Chelsea play Thursday and Sunday, for example. I think, uh, and my good friend Ian Parrin, who's a, who's a good strategist in terms of where TV games go, that's at Planet Sky on um, Twitter slash X. I think... He may disagree with this. I think Sky have picked Tottenham not in the forest for the Monday in game week 32 and Chelsea versus Everton in game week 33 as the Monday to block Chelsea and Tottenham going into those two weeks. I generally think that's what they've done. That would therefore force the game to be after game week 34. So you're saying, so, so what, can it go into game week 34 or 37? The answer, of course, is yes. As already said, obviously, if Chelsea lose to Leicester, then... Chelsea and Arsenal is going to go into 34 or 37 and Chelsea Tottenham is going to go into the other one. That's what it will be if Chelsea lose to Leicester because Chelsea's fixture at Brighton in game week 34 would stay on the weekend. Now, the projections, some of which I'm going to talk through, could change again before we even get to the FA Cup quarterfinals. And that's obviously if Arsenal or Brighton go out of Europe. Arsenal are 1-0 down to Porto, but heavily fancied, I think, to overturn that and go through. Brighton have Roma. Brighton are marginal favourites to advance over the two legs. Now, if Brighton go out to Roma in Europa League last 16, and these ties are played in between game, which 27 and 29, I think Brighton against Chelsea then becomes the standalone fixture that goes into, say, 35 or 36, rather than Chelsea against Tottenham. That's down to the request of television companies. Sky have the rights for Chelsea and Tottenham. It's a game that they'll want to show not clashing ideally with European games. They may have to. They may have to. Um, In that case, it probably kicks off at 7.30 on a Thursday, for example, probably later in the season. Um, So, if Brighton go out to Roma, I think that changes the standalone projection to probably become Brighton rather than Chelsea. I think in that case, game week 32 is probably still a little bit early. It's sort of free. There's your mate, the fly. He's back. He's chilling. Even be. <laughs> the fly walking across the table, getting his chip strategy advice. Um, so Arsenal and Brighton would be Chelsea's other games that need arranging, obviously due to their European commitments. So if either goes out, it opens up the possibility for Chelsea Tottenham to go into 34-37. If Arsenal and Brighton go through in Europe and Manchester City beat Newcastle in the FA Cup quarter-final. I know Newcastle fans were absolutely delighted with that draw last night. The Premier League will have to commit to Chelsea versus Tottenham going into game, not going into game week 34-37. They will have to commit to it. Even if then Arsenal or Brighton go out in European quarter-finals. At that point, before game week 30, and it doesn't mean it won't be announced, they will have to commit to Chelsea versus Tottenham being a, the standalone game that goes into probably 35 or 36. Manchester City are relevant to the conversation because if they reach the FA Cup semi-finals, they will have a game to arrange with Brighton and Tottenham. Why is that relevant? Because Chelsea also have games to rearrange with Brighton and Tottenham. Now, Manchester City's games, if they need rearranging, are definitely going to go in the midweek of 34 and 37. No doubt about it even if Manchester City went out in the Champions League quarterfinals. For the TV perspective, they're going to go in 34 and 37 and not clash with the European. So therefore, because of that circle that involves Brighton, Chelsea, Man City and Tottenham, Chelsea, Tottenham 
would have to be committed as a standalone fixture if Arsenal and Brighton go through in Europe and Man City go through in the FA Cup. This all makes it incredibly difficult to predict which week games will go into. Um, But Chelsea versus Tottenham is the only one that doesn't feature a European team from those games involving those teams, therefore is the odd one out. Game week 36, I think, is more likely than game week 35. And I think specifically, we're probably looking at Thursday the 9th of May with a 7.30pm kickoff is the most likely for Chelsea Tottenham. For the record, that would give Tottenham a double game week of Liverpool away and Chelsea away. So it wouldn't be brilliant. For, for Chelsea, it would be home games of West Ham and Tottenham. Um, so as I said, the projections can change before we even get to game week 29. One thing to factor in is it could be Arsenal versus Chelsea that becomes the standalone rather than Chelsea versus Brighton. That also needs Arsenal to go out of Europe, I think, at this stage to Porto. Now, in the event of that, that could become a possibility, I think, primarily for game week 36 as well, um, purely because TNT have the rights for this fixture. Right whereas the others are on Sky. Now, TNT might get told, well, because you've got the rights for it and you've also got the rights for the European competitions, you're the one that's got a clash with the European. That's basically what happened, if you remember, with the Newcastle-Brighton fixture in game week 36 last season. But again, Arsenal would need to go out to Porto at this stage, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that Arsenal versus Chelsea is likely to be pencilled in for game week 37 um, on this basis because TNT have the rights for it. Um, There's a knock-on that then impacts a lot of other fixtures in terms of which week they would be projected to go into. So if they're leaving Arsenal for Chelsea to be scheduled for game week 37 on the prospect of it opening up game week 36, then it has a knock-on impact. What I mean by that is, think of it like this. We've said Tottenham might blank in 34. They've got yeah. one other game to rearrange with Man City. If they put Tottenham and Man City in 34 and leave Tottenham blank for 37 the and, put, and put Wolves and Arsenal in 34 and leave Arsenal-Chelsea for 37, if Arsenal go out in the Champions League quarterfinals, they can then have their choice between the Arsenal-Tottenham games and the Chelsea-Tottenham games, which one goes to 36. And the other goes to 37. So, if we pencil in Arsenal versus Chelsea to game week 37, it impacts several other games. So, it means Chelsea's other game with Brighton has to go into 34. That then means Brighton's other game with Man City has to go into 37. It means Man City's game with Tottenham has to go into 34. And this is what starts your chain reaction of projecting what games go where. Right. If Arsenal versus Chelsea is in 37, that also means Arsenal's other game with Wolves goes to 34, and therefore would mean Wolves' other game with Bournemouth goes to 37. That is based on current cup projections for Arsenal, Brighton, Chelsea and Manchester City, and them all progressing in their respective competitions. Including Europe? Yes. Well, obviously Um, some of these are Europe Well, for Arsenal and Brighton, it is only Europe, Europe, yeah. yeah. I think Man City in Europe doesn't matter, just the FA Cup. So if one of those things doesn't happen, the projections change. Any of those events, so Arsenal or Brighton going out of Europe, or Chelsea Wolves or Man City going out of the FA Cup, the game changes in terms of the layout again. 
um, that whole process can be reversed. So if you put Arsenal, Chelsea in 34, exactly what I just said to you, everything flips from those other five fixtures. You can link them together where Arsenal, Chelsea starts the train that affects the other games involving Wolves, Bournemouth, Manchester City, Tottenham. Right. Where do the other postponed games go? So, for those who listen to the other Chip Strategy podcast, you'll have heard me say Everton versus Liverpool surely goes into game week 34. Mm-hmm. The reason for that being is that it's Everton's last home game of the season. If they go down, it will be, it will be their last ever, ever Premier League home game at Goodison Park. Imagine the scenario where that happens, Everton are relegated and Liverpool win the title all at the same time. At Goodison. At Goodison Park. Which is never going to be used again. Well, not in the Premier League. They'll play there in the Championship next year is my point. Oh, so they've still got a season to go. Oh, I yeah, thought they could if, just uh, trash the place as a goodbye. But if, but if they get relegated, I mean, personal opinion, I'm amazed that the police would give that a thumbs up. There'll be more stewards than fans in the crowd. <laughs> Every other person's going to be in a high-vis jacket, mate. I mean, when you talk about um, importance of game and all that, you know, I think... Normally, there is a little bit of credibility given to this sort of thing. That's why I've said previously, I'm pretty confident Everton Liverpool would go to game week 34 and therefore Liverpool's fixture with Fulham would move to game week 37. But? There is a huge but. I like big buts. (laughs) (laughs) And you cannot lie. I don't lie. Yes. (laughs) Um, I had a tip-off a couple of days ago specifically telling me that the plan for Everton and Liverpool in the event that it was postponed would be to play the game specifically on Wednesday, May the 15th, which would be in game week 37. Um, I cannot reveal that source, obviously, because someone is possibly going to lose their job on on that basis. Do we like them? Yes, very much so. All right, cool. and Can I we think blackmail them. I will tell you the truth. I think it's bonkers. Genuinely, I think it's nuts because I think you are asking for. A, 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 I, I think we're talking about a high security possibility. It could be that we get there. Liverpool can't win the league, and Everton can't get relegated. It doesn't matter. But that eventuality. Just imagine what's going to happen. I think. I'd, I think I'd, we I'd, know what will happen, and it won't be good. I mean, football. There's very little violence these days in this country anyway because of how many that, how much yeah, policing but that is, is going to set yeah despite enough you say, people well, over it the doesn't top. kick off at the premier league and stuff and whatever else but yeah that set scenario still fills me with like just don't do it just don't do it however um i cannot ignore the information so if you've already been looking at our fpl team and gone why has he suddenly arranged projected everton versus liverpool for game week 37 this is why. This is why. I have no reason to think that that, and it doesn't mean it's definitely correct. I have no reason to doubt the information that's been given to me is in good faith. Yeah. I know the person who's given it to me. Um, and I still think it's bonkers and I still doubt it and I can't guarantee it will happen. But uh, supposedly that's the plan. Everton versus Liverpool and specifically Wednesday, May the 15th. 
presumably Sky have the rights for it and presumably have put their foot down already and said, because of the drama aspects of it and what it could be, we want that at the end. Mm-hmm. That's all I can presume. So that's why Liverpool and Everton is now projected for 37 rather than Fulham against Liverpool. Um, if you've been following so far, which I realise is difficult for the majority of people and I understand that, you may have noticed that the four fixtures we said would be moved from the weekend of 34 on the current projections to the midweek all stay in game week 34. So, could game week 34 just be a normal game week with the 10 scheduled fixtures as they are now? The answer is yes. Okay. If you've been sitting there thinking, I'm going to bench boost in 34, it might be a normal game week. Now, I don't think it will be, but if I'm projecting the four postponed fixtures from 34 to all stay in game week 34, then we have to acknowledge that that's a possibility. So, if in your plans, and it's fine to have these plans, by the way, based on the projections, because I have projected other games to go into this week. If you are currently projecting now for to free hit in 34 or bench boost in 34, that's fine, but you need to have a plan B and not be stuck to, this is what I'm definitely doing. Yep. Because if it's just a single game week, you're going to change your mind. Now, you're not going to find about it at the death. You're probably going to find about it before game week 30. So you will have some time. But if, if your plan is to use one of them powerful chips in game week 34, you need to consider what the alternative possibility would be if game week 34 is just a normal game week. I would suggest for bench boosters, that would almost certainly mean game week 37 because under that circumstance, we'd probably get 12 teams doubling in 37, which would be big, right? And most of us could get there with enough doublers, etc. if that occurrence happened. Free hitters, you're not going to free hit and bench boost in the same week, right? So do you suddenly look at 29? We're going to look at some possibilities for those chips um, in a little bit. So... Um, it could be a normal game week. Um, if the fixtures reversed, as I said, so if you start the chain from Arsenal-Chelsea in 34, rather than 37, then you could instead have a double game week for Bournemouth. Yep. That's it. Literally, that's it. So, again, it might look, look great even with a doubler. Under that circumstance, Tottenham would blank as well. So you'd have one team double and one team blank. That's it. Now, the key to getting doubles in game week 34 rests with what happens with the two remaining postponed fixtures from game week 29. It was a Crystal Palace versus Newcastle and Manchester United versus Sheffield United. There is no science currently to where these games will go. Sky haven't picked them up, neither of TNT, and I don't think they will. Probably not. On the projections currently you would have Arsenal, Manchester City and Liverpool playing in the 34 and 37 midweeks. Right, that's going to be the priority if those three teams are still going for the title with maybe Chelsea, Tottenham going in there instead of one, perhaps. So it's very unlikely these games get picked up for TV. Palace, Newcastle, United, Manchester United, Sheffield United, not high profile in any case anyway. So if Sky don't pick them up, They'll obviously go into, when they will anyway, go into the midweeks of 34 and 37. Um, every side out of danger basically is out of the cup now as well. So like the lowest ranked team in the table at the moment still in the FA Cup from the Premier League is Wolves. Yep. Wolves are obviously not going to go down. They're ninth, mate. 
And a lot of these, you know, we've already said in 29, you've got Burnley against Brentford, Luton against Forest, these mm. sides that are down there playing each other. In 34, you've got Sheffield United against Burnley, Forest at Everton, Luton against Brentford. That is six of the bottom seven. Yep. Okay. So in terms of relegation for TV in those midweeks that are still to come, probably not going to be the case. I've projected the two games, Palace against Newcastle, Manchester United and Sheffield United, to go into 34. Would give those four teams a double game week, therefore, under that circumstance. If, obviously, Manchester United and Newcastle go out of the FA Cup, which isn't a certainty, right? They're underdogs against the two Manchester clubs, respectively. But if Liverpool play a weakened team at Manchester... I mean, yep. can Liverpool get beat at Manchester United? Yeah, definitely. Can uh, Newcastle cause a shock at Manchester City? Less likely, but of course, possible. But at the moment, I've projected those two games to go into the midweek of game week 34. And that's purely on what we've seen in terms of a pattern from the Premier League over the last couple of years is if given the choice, arrange the game for earlier. Okay. Remember last year in game week 37, we ended up with just four teams doubling, right? Yeah. Because they kept shoving them forward. Remember we had like Southampton, Brentford in like game week 27, 28, and they didn't need to do it. Mm. We had just Brighton, Man City and Manchester United, Chelsea double at the end. Again, clubs who went deep in the FA Cup, who were strong uh, and were matching up against each other, less doubles at the end, similar likely to happen here. So, if that happens, the projection for 34 and 37 would be for follows. Double game weeks for Manchester United, Newcastle United, Sheffield United and Crystal Palace. Right. Now, under that circumstance, those doubles aren't bad, by the way. You're like, oh, it's grim. <laughs> it depends but for, what chip you're using. But for Manchester United, it would be Newcastle at home and Sheffield United at home. It's fine. Sheffield United's other game, actually, bar the trip to Manchester United, is Burnley at home as I'd already mentioned. So if you want you like some McAtee and stuff like that well, as enablers. It, it, depend, like if you're, it depends what chip you're using. For yeah. me, it's like, okay, that's okay because bench boost, I want to have cheap players that have got two fixtures. Can I find them? Well, United have got like a Garnacho, right? Could be a decent cheap bench player. Sheffield United got cheap bench players. Um, and even Crystal Palace, you can find cheapish bench players. If that was, if that were, if those were the doubles... Fine. Like, does it? If I look at that, it doesn't make me feel free hit because I'm not going to steam into those teams um, to power. I don't know if that Compared happens. To 37, for example, you'd I'd clearly rather bench boost in 34 and free hit in 37. You bench boost 34 under that. If I still had a free hit, because there's more to attack in 37. Possibly. In 37, Arsenal, Liverpool, City have doubles. But I right in Chelsea. Some people listening to that will think the exact opposite. And there's not a right or wrong there, by the way. It's just the discussion point. Um, I think that those 34 doubles, the, the teams aren't kind of encouraging. But they're all right. Even for Palace, it's two home games. It's West Ham at home and Newcastle at home. And for Newcastle, their other fixture, obviously, other than travelling to Manchester United, is Palace away. So it's, it's fine. It's, it's okay. Particularly if Nick Pope's back for Newcastle as well. So... I mean, could you even free hit into treble United, treble Newcastle and a smattering of Palace, Sheffield United slash look at a couple of other teams who've got decent fixtures, maybe like Watkins at home to Bournemouth, for example. Also remember in 34, if the fixtures stay in the same week, you've got Arsenal going to Wolves isn't the easiest. Liverpool going to Fulham. Fulham have already beat uh, Arsenal at home. Manchester City go to Tottenham and Brighton and Chelsea play each other. So if you want to attack and avoid those fixtures, you know, 34 could be a possibility there. If the cup projections are correct, 
the only alternatives to those four teams doubling in game week 34 are Bournemouth and or Everton. So that's flipping Bournemouth's fixture with Wolves and Everton's fixture with Liverpool. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it would be blanks for Fulham and or Tottenham. This is if the FA Cup goes as expected. Obviously, if you have something like Brighton go out Europe, as discussed previously, that will probably throw it out as well, where Chelsea will definitely have a double game week under that circumstance as well. But based on the projections, that's it. That leaves game week 37 would be as follows. Doubles for Arsenal, Bournemouth, Brighton, Chelsea, Everton, Liverpool, Manchester City and Wolves. Those eight teams. The four projected 34 doublers, Palace and the three Uniteds. Fulham instead of Everton and Tottenham having a double game week are the only alternatives to this for 37. Remember, those teams we mentioned at the start who will play in every single game week left, guess what? They're not going to double for the rest of this season. Aston Villa cannot have a double game week here unless you get that small Arsenal-Villa possibility of 33 moving, as discussed. So, the doubles, not brilliant. So, Manchester City would be Fulham and Brighton away. That's okay. Liverpool would be Villa away and Everton away. Arsenal would be Manchester United away. And Chelsea at home. We're not it's all right. Yeah, but none of these. But the, it's the, not like Bournemouth's 28 double, is it? Is but here's the thing. This is all dependent on who's got something to play for. Yep. Because ever, Liverpool, let's just say Liverpool have got the Europa League still in the FA Cup, but have, are not possible to win in the league. They're going to they're gonna want to win the other two trophies. Then I don't like Villa away, Everton away. No, you wouldn't. Uh, whereas... Like, if Arsenal have got to win at United away and Chelsea at home to keep them in the title race, as much as uh, they, they didn't last year, I back them to hold their nerve a little bit this year. So, so much of what that double game week looks like is dependent on who has what to play for. Absolutely. Even Man City, Fulham away, Brighton away. If they've got to win both those to win the league, they'll win both of those. You would think so, yes. Yeah. Uh, Brighton's double also wouldn't look great. Newcastle away and Man City at home. For Chelsea, additionally to a trip to Arsenal, it would be a trip to Nottingham Forest, who might be fighting for their lives. Mm. And Chelsea might have nothing to play for. The three lower-ranked teams, if you will, would be quite interesting. Imagine that scenario where Liverpool are out of the title race but going for other competitions. Everton's double, and they might be fighting for their lives. Sheffield United at home and Liverpool at home might suddenly look nice. Yeah, I'd quite fancy them. If they needed to... Keep clean sheets or fight for survival in those two games. I'd have a bit of Everton, yep. to be honest with you. Wolves would be Palace at home and Bournemouth at home. They've been good at home. Yeah. Uh, although not against some of the weaker teams, <laughs> mainly against the good teams. True. Um, they'd struggle to break down these lower blocks, if you will. Not that Bournemouth will be. Palace might be, depending on what we see from Oliver Glasnow in forthcoming weeks. And Bournemouth's double would also be okay. Brentford at home. Wolves away. But before you steam into thinking, well, I'll be bench boosting and my enabling players will be Bournemouth, Wolves and Everton. I'm going to come back onto those three teams in a second because there's something not good about those three teams around game week 37. Here's a simple logic to abide by. Any team that reaches an FA Cup semi-final cannot double in game week 34. Okay? Literally. Cannot double in 34 if they reach an FA Cup semi-final. But will definitely double in game week 37. Bar 
the circle around Chelsea might flip something where Arsenal or Chelsea don't. But it's very unlikely. Chelsea definitely would. Um, teams who lose in FA Cup quarterfinals are the most likely to recreate doubles in game week 34 specifically. We've used the example here of Manchester United and Newcastle projected to go out in the quarterfinals. Those two teams and their 29 op- op- opponents doubling in 34. Yep. As it stands, no team is projected to double in game week 34 and game week 37. Chelsea will if they lose to Leicester in the FA Cup quarterfinals. Six of the eight teams playing in game week 29 can't double at all. This is why we said on the chip pods before, you may want three different teams for game week 29, game week 34 and game week 37. Worth noting a couple of things based on the projections. Um, Manchester United and Newcastle would would be popular in, in game week 34. They have the bottom two at home in game week 35. Right. So Manchester United are at home to Burnley, Newcastle and Sheffield United. So there's a little bit there where there's a double and the two teams have got the best fixtures the following week as well. And I mentioned that for people who may be thinking, well, I'm going to dead end to 34 and then wildcard in 35 to get ready for 37. But if I'm trying to get triple United, triple Newcastle, and I own zero, well, actually, I own Trippier and Lascelles right now, so I only need four. But still, a lot of people may only have one. That's like five of my next few transfers just to get United and Newcastle when I've got to get Bournemouth, potentially, and other bits and pieces in between. doesn't seem like I want a dead end towards that. Um, I think you could scale it. So I think Newcastle's fixtures actually turn quite nice from game week 30 onwards. United go what to Chelsea. What about their performances? When Manch- are they going to turn nice, well, When Nick Pope comes back. <laughs> Manchester United have Chelsea away in 31 and Liverpool 32. So if you're working down that route, I think you go Newcastle first, then Manchester United at the end. My point being, if you're thinking a dead end into 34 and thinking you're going to wildcard straight out of that to then go to 37, you might hold off a week. But yeah. if you're sitting there with six for Manchester United and Newcastle, you're going to think... Oh, crikey, what am I wildcarding away from these teams for when they've got the two, literally the two best fixtures yeah. the following week? Um, also, um, if wildcarding to late bench boost in 37, so if you're doing it 35, 36, Tottenham's single game week, if it's only a single um, in 37 off the back of a possible 36 double as discussed, would be Burnley at home. So think they're a team, if you're bench boosting 37, with the double 36, even though it'd be tough, it's still double, then Burnley at home would probably be part of your ideal solution rather than necessarily aiming for 15 doublers times two. Correct. I think you'd probably still want some of that. Yeah, agreed. Also, if Wolves play Bournemouth in 37, they'll obviously both have very attractive double game weeks, as discussed. However, you're going to wild card to get those to bench boost in 36. In 36, those two teams are away to Manchester City and Arsenal, respectively. And in game week 38, afterwards, they're away to Liverpool and Chelsea, respectively. Um, Everton, who we're now projecting to double in 37, go to Arsenal in game week 38. 
So don't just get blinkered by, okay, Everton Wolves, Bournemouth doubles, 37 could be great. We can land into game week 38 with six of these and they're playing Arsenal, Chelsea and Liverpool away, respectively. You're not going to want to look at that. So be careful how you manoeuvre. Don't just focus. If you're focusing on 37 bench boosts, don't just look at 37. Use a site like FPL Team. So look at what, what the week looks before 36. Consider 38 afterwards. What site is that well. you mentioned? FPL Team. FPL.team. What can you do on there, James? Um, FPL.team is, for me, the most valuable tool in from all FPL content where basically you can have a look at your team and plan future transfers and you can physically see how your team would look in given weeks. So you can pop my... There is a tool on there that has my projections. It's already updated. Where, for example, let's just say you wanted to look at what a free hit would look like in game week 34. You can press the tab now to put my projections and you can put you can implement now what a game week 34 free hit team would look like based on my projections. You can also move the fixtures your own way. So if you want to flip off the Arsenal chain, as I mentioned, you can do that sort of thing as well. So absolutely invaluable tool. If you are a patron of Planet FPL, patreon.com forward slash Planet FPL, you get the premium version of FPL team. Dot team is the, the, the domain as well, uh, included as part of your patron until the end of this season. So you'll be able to see James's fixture projections alongside your individual team. Uh, and with that, you get to save your drafts so you can come back to them, tinker with them later. You get to read some subscriber-only articles, uh, no ads on there, and you get to support Pete as well, who's a top guy. So just chuck it, <coughs> excuse me, just chuck it out there as a plug uh, when you mention FPL.team. Uh, good site. Um, before we finally talk about chips and when you may want to use them for those who've got left and you might not all have them left, some keynotes just to think of and some just guidance principles. The projections will, will change again if Arsenal or Brighton go out of Europe. If any of Coventry, Leicester, Manchester United or Newcastle winning the FA Cup quarterfinals, which is the weekend of blank game week 29, that will shift the projections again. Key question regularly get. When will we know if when will we know the game week thirty four fixtures? I can only answer it to you like this. We should know before game week thirty. That is three and a half weeks before game week thirty four. But I can't guarantee it. I cannot guarantee that Sky, TNT and the Premier League won't piss it up the wall. Should it, should it be clear to us before the game week 30 deadline? Yes, when we've had this before, it has been announced before. It, it, nobody can say to you it's 100% guarantee. I can only say to you, yes, we should know. Therefore, when, if you're planning through to game week 29 and thinking of wildcarding game week 30, I recommend two things. One, in your transfers, considering players who have perhaps a better game week 30 fixture such as Tottenham at home to Luton or Aston Villa at home to Wolves in terms of your movements rather than perhaps say West Ham away to Newcastle looks a little bit tougher but it's still not terrible just in case you need to wait for game week 31. I also probably recommend under that circumstance that you don't activate early. I realise it's like get the price rises when you wildcard we all want to do that but if it would affect your strategy enough that you would rather wait an extra week if you haven't got the information, don't activate early. 
ahead of game week 30. I would wait. The information is highly likely to be way more important than those little price changes. So my intention currently will probably be to to wildcard in game week 30, but I would work on a provision that means it might get delayed to game week 31 if I haven't got the information. Because if game week 34, if I haven't got the information and I'm still there going game week 34 could just be a normal game week, that affects things massively. So what am I going to do? Wildcard and plan for, oh, Man United, Newcastle, Palace, Sheffield United in 34 and then they're not doubling. That's like a crisis. So the information from is way more important. Um, once we know what game week 34 looks like, and again, it should be before game week 30, we'll almost certainly know what game week 37 looks like, even if that's not officially announced. We'll know it. The only games from that point that are going to land in the 35 or 36 is going to be a Chelsea game, as yep. discussed earlier. Everything else will be 34 or 37, almost certainly. Chips, and when to use them. What should we cover off first, boss? Uh, free hit. The free hits, I think. So... Because I kind of... Um, whether we look at it as how to use the chips, I suppose that it depends on uh, what's your biggest problem yeah. and what's your biggest upside, potentially. So uh, whether we look at it chip by chip or... Uh, week by week but I think we look at it chip by chip and then you can kind of make a decision on uh, where you are because different people have different chips left absolutely different teams of course absolutely. as well so, so I, I, I give you just before we cover it I'll give an example one of our patrons is going into game week 29 currently with just Ollie Watkins oh wow now under that circumstance I think there's probably enough to say right three got three, three weeks you can put 11 players in your team it's going to cost you're, you with, without hits, twenty points, and you're you're going to gain points. nine players, right? At a minimum, you should make a gain of like eighteen points just on appearances. Free hit in twenty nine. If you're sitting there when you've already got seven or eight going into twenty nine, you're almost definitely not free hitting in twenty nine. So it's circumstantial. I can't be clearer about this. Play it your way. And there are alternatives to some of the stuff we're going to suggest here that might be right for you. We're just going to go over some of the more popular ones and a few ideas but remember as well don't let anyone tell you you can't do something you can't free hit in 29 the fixtures are shit whatever if it's best for you do it i can't be clearer about that play it your own way free hit options game with 28 the benefit of game with 28 is you could obviously load up massively on bournemouth and luton playing each other you avoid Liverpool and Manchester City playing each other. And if you want to, you can also avoid Chelsea, Newcastle and Villa against Tottenham as well. There are some strong home games for the likes of Arsenal, Manchester United, Brighton and Crystal Palace. So, you know, if you're very short, you say you've got no Arsenal, for example, at the moment, you might want to buy this week before they go to Sheffield United, but that's a different matter. 28 might be right for you. If I said to you, Liverpool City is going to be 4-4, you wouldn't be surprised by that. Nah. They've got that much attacking talent. Nah. That's why avoiding it almost doesn't feel right. I'd be more surprised if you point. said it was 0-0, I think. Yeah, exactly. So that's um, why I don't think it's one I want to avoid from an attacking point of view. The problem with game, if you free-hit game with 28, you need to be really well set for 29. So you probably land yeah. in a position now where you've, you've perhaps got at least sort of eight already for 29. Yep. And maybe you haven't got any Bournemouth. And you go, well, I can get another one for 29 now. Another two for a minus four maybe in game with 29. Actually, the solution here for me, because I don't want to look at Haaland, Salah, all that jazz, whatever. 
and you want to take advantage of the Bournemouth Luton double and you might not have none of that, then maybe 28 will work for you. How many do you have for 29 at the moment? Um, six? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'm on think, six I as well. So. I've got Treble Villa, Porro, Double West Ham, Ariola and, and Jared Bowen. Bowen. Luton, Doherty? Uh, yeah, Jared Bowen owner here. One, two, three, four. So that you're on seven. Jared Bona, Barry, no, J- oh. I can't even say his name now. These drugs. You don't are deserve sh- to own if you can't <laughs> say his name. Uh, you're on seven. He's then. on fire. Do you reckon? Do you reckon he? Um, he's on fire. He scored three goals in one game. He blanked five before that. So do you he, he's had one good do you game. Reckon him and Danny had a nice evening Monday. Uh, I think he slept like a baby. <laughs> uh, seven players. You're on. So really, you're. Well, Doughty as well, right? Yeah, that's what I said. So, Doughty... Uh, oh, is that seven? Porro, two West Ham. Yeah, seven, yeah. And three Villa. Seven. I'm on six at the moment. So, I, I don't see myself re-hitting. A lot of... I, I don't know what I'm doing this week yet because the intention was definitely to buy Solanke. So. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I'm possibly going to go for Sun. But if I've got all these defensive issues, um, then I probably might have a defensive transfer. And obviously, it would be Dallow now that I would cut. Remember, I got Dallow to... To balance, if United play, if United lost last night and played in 29 instead of Lewin, I got Dallow to cover for Doughty. Dallow's now expendable for me, so that would be the one I go. So I might have to look at defensive transfer. Uh, interesting one, by the way. Esri Concer back in training for Aston Villa, I think, might be a solution for a lot of people. Uh, game with 29, you can obviously free hit to cover for the blank. I think it's largely for those in a crisis situation. Um, I think probably five or less players. Maybe six is borderline. I think for me with seven, that's probably just go to it, I think. I think five or less, it might work for you. If you're less than five, your right solution probably will be to game with 29, uh, to free hit 29. Game with 34, of course, is perfectly reasonable to free hit if the projections are right. But an alternative needs to be put in place if it ends up with two or less doublers, I would say, as in teams doubling. Um, game week 37, you could free hit. And I think for me, that might be the favoured strategy at the moment. Um, remember, I, I'm out of the bench boost. Um, I would describe game week 37 as F planning weeks in advance. Get the best 11 of your choice of those doublers. And it also means I can attack those Wolves, Everton, Bournemouth without worrying about what's on the other side potentially. Although, for someone not bench boosting 37, the flip of that is it's easier to manage. Those players can just bench them, right? Yeah. Uh, and game week 38, I think, might end up being an, an option for people to to free hit. Um, other than Brighton against Manchester United in game week 38, the rest of the expected top nine, that doesn't include the team who's eighth at the moment, all have good fixtures. And also, if Luton and Forest ends up being a decider for 17th and 18th, Luton have Fulham at home and Forest have Burnley away. Um, and I think if they've got something to play for at the end, that's not bad fixtures at all. Um, it gets also away from obviously the Wolves, Bournemouth, Everton issues if bench boosting before as well. Should we do bench boosters? Yes, indeed. Bench boost options. I think now is an option. Genuinely now, game week 27. I think... Um, it's one of the if be- you're set up right, yeah, of course you need yeah. to be. I'm not. <laughs> don't break your team the bench boost now. That would be silly. Yeah. Um, but I think it's one of the better single game weeks left if you are well set. Um, I don't mind it if people are. 
Um, only Manchester United of the top half clubs have a bad fixture away to Manchester City. So, you know, if you're sitting there with sort of things like no Luton, for example, um, and Solanke's available, or you've already started committing to Bournemouth or Burnley as well, you might be sitting in a position where you're quite well set. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, Game with 28 has been mentioned to me a lot as a, as a bench boost idea. Personally, not in love with it. Um, that's due to the fact you've got first playing second, Liverpool and City. You've also got fourth playing fifth in Villa against Tottenham and you've got the Chelsea-Newcastle clash as well. I know a few people like it, but I think that you've got six fixtures there that aren't great for six good teams and therefore that's a little off-putting yep. for me personally. Uh, game at 29 is an option to bench boost if you press the wrong button. <laughs> um, don't, don't do it. Could you imagine? <laughs> don't, don't do it. James, I'm just waiting for the question. James, I've got 14, 14 players in place for game week 29. Should I, should I consider bench boosting? I'll tell you what, you might end up with a game week rank of one, but it still won't be worth it. <laughs> um, so not game week 29, obviously. Game week 34 might work, but as discussed, you may need to plan B in mind for that week. Um, what I really dislike about game week 34 for a bench boost specifically is that you've got four teams, probably, might only be two if Leicester and Coventry win in the FA Cup quarterfinals, but you're projected to have four teams will play in the midweek after playing an FA Cup semi-final. Could be extra time, could be injuries. Look at poor Huang, who looks like he's picked up an injury last night playing for Wolves in the Cup. Um Based on the projections as well, I think you're potentially missing too much elsewhere in the build-up to it, i.e., like you said, if you commit too much to like Manchester United, Newcastle. And I also think you're missing out on stuff after if wildcarding for it. So if you wildcard to go to game week 34, I think you're missing too much on that stretch of 35 to 38, but you're not going to be able to manoeuvre in, in necessarily the right way. Uh, game week 36 would be an option. If Chelsea Tottenham double, um, landing here might make this viable. But I'm not as you might have heard me mention it at the end of the podcast on Monday that I thought some might think, oh, 36 looks all right. I'm not as keen on the idea as I was earlier in the week, having looked at it in a little bit more detail. But I guess it falls into the similar line as the Bournemouth Luton. If you want to, if you've got enabling doublers, etc., and you've got other players with good fixtures. Sure, crack on. Most of the teams near the bottom have uh, a decent fixture in game week 36. So the bottom seven, um, so Everton are at Luton, Sheffield United play Forest, Burnley are at home to Newcastle, um, Brentford are at home to Fulham, Palace are at home to Manchester United. So if you had, it might be the sort of week that looks okay subject to how you land. 37 is, is highly likely to be the most popular, I think, for bench boosters. Uh, it's almost certain to have the most doublers. Currently, I've got projected eight, but we can get basically as high as 12. And there is an unlikely situation that could even navigate to 14 if you had that weird Arsenal-Villa postponement. Um, rotation could kill. I think that's the, the key thing that people are put off by it. I think we all remember last year with those... Not two- it could kill, it will kill. Well, no, it depends. It's almost inevitable... It? If the titles, with the, if the with titles, the amount of fixture congestion, if the titles wrapped up, it's alarming. Yeah, yeah, it's alarming. Yeah, and even if you you take the scenario, I don't know. Let's say um, 
Wolves double would potentially look good on the projections. But if they've got to the FA Cup final, like where's their minds at? So, but I still, it's the one. If I had the bench boost left, I would be aiming to use it in game week 37 personally. I would be aware that that's really off-putting that the heating's gone off, Nico, but it's okay. I would, I would, I suspect that it will underwhelm similar to how the Hall and triple captaincy underwhelmed many, but might also still be the right solution. That's how I feel about it. You're going to want the title to still be at stake, I think. And I think even, by the way, I think if Liverpool are still going for the title, I think they're a problem in that game week anyway, if they're still in the Europa League semis, because they're going to play Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday. And we know that Klopp, (laughs) we saw a perfect example on Sunday, right? Klopp will trust people. If he's getting told by his dogs, no, you need to rest Moa Everton because he's got a tight hamstring, he won't force him to play. No. He'll rest him. Salah's a bad example of that, but I think you get what I'm saying. Um, Wildcard ideas. So now is one. I think those who were planning to wildcard now are presumably quite happy um, because the projection for 29 has gone as, as planned. planned yeah. But the projections obviously have moved for game week 34 and 37. I knew as soon as Wolves drew commentary at home, it was going to be a long night for me mm-hmm. because that alone was going to move so many things. Um, and that's what's happened because the projection through makes the semi-finals has obviously changed. So now is an option. You can obviously plan and manage game with 28, 29, however you feel best. And that could even be the case of using a free hit in 29, maximising your Bournemouth loot and, and then moving afterwards. Bournemouth, as we've said a, a few times recently, even though they don't play in 29 now, they'll still they'll they'll be extremely attractive to those who free hit in 29. Because the double 28 and the fixtures afterwards for them from game week 30 are really good, basically up till they play Manchester United in 34. And that might even begin, be the beginning of landing for another double game week yep. for Bournemouth. Um, game week 30 or 31 is obviously an option to get away from the shit in game week 29. I stress caution because of the announcements for game week 34. My idea would probably be game week 30, but with a provision to let that go for an extra week, possibly. Just on that, though, yeah, th- I don't like that so much. Because you're saying what, what to get like? away from the shit of 29. Yeah. If you've worked towards 29. Yeah. Well, Villa go into Wolves at home straight after. Yep. So that's, they don't have too bad a fixture thereafter. And then it's City, but then it's Brentford at home. Yeah. I do like uh, Forest. They got they play Luton, but then they've got Palace, Fulham. All right, Tottenham, but then Wolves, Everton. Like they're fairly okay until the end of the year. But um, you don't have a panic to come off. Forest straight away. You don't have a panic to come off Spurs straight away because you go into Luton and West Ham, then Forest. So West Ham, right, Newcastle away, Tottenham home's not great. And Luton go into Tottenham and Arsenal. But it's only West Ham and Luton. The others, if I ended but, up having to hold a week this, or two, this is the point. It's okay, isn't if it? If people are on this here's an example. If people are on, say, Ariola, don't have a backup goalkeeper as an example. For in, at all, you and mean. commit to say Bowen and Kudos as an example, and have already committed to free Luton because of the, the, the two doubles. I think that's possible, you know, that you'd have Morris, Doughty, and Kaminsky or Barkley or a combination of that. Might be hoping Adebayo gets himself back fit, for example. If you've committed to that because you knew Luton would double in 25 and 28, and let's say you're also carrying shit like Charlie Taylor, 
who's got Chelsea away, like suddenly you're looking at game week 30 and your game week 30, I think, looks quite bleak. So it depends which players you carry through into game week 29. So this goes back to the point. So this changes my strategy now. Like, am I? Am I? If you said to me you can buy a Luton player or a Forest player, I almost prefer buying a Forest player right now if I'm not going to wild card out of it because yeah, Luton have got the double. I'm not talking about this week because obviously Forest uh, have got Liverpool, but I'm talking about next week or the week after. The Forest player I'm happy to hold and leave in there should I need to. The Luton player I'm going to want to probably get rid of. Um, which so, is why, like, look, Huang's injured now, right? And you say, okay, what would I do? What would, I could go to Bowen, um, or I could go to Elanga or something like that, and saves me money to go back to villa. Salah. No, I've got two Villa at the moment. Still prioritise Villa. Yeah, um, Tottenham at home. It's great for the attacking players. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> They've got a reasonable. Uh, Luton just conceded six. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and a Tottenham player as well, right? So your Richarlison's if you can't afford your Still sons. Him, and but yeah. I'm not going to do Richarlison versus son again to death. We did that on Clash of Correspondence on, on Tuesday and I don't think uh, our opinions have changed from there. Um, so it depends what you go to. Yes, I agree. You thing is, if you let's say you were buying between a Luton or Forest player in 28, you're going to buy the Luton player. Mm-hmm. Right, because of the double there as well. Right, you're not going to be worrying so much about thirty. You're going to go right double game week plus night in the forest at home twenty nine. If you get to twenty nine and make your choice, then you think you're leaning towards your Awanyi, Alanga, Gibbs, White, Matt Sells in goal, whatever it is that yeah. picks your fancy. Because then Forest have Palace at home in game week thirty, whereas Luton go to Tottenham. It's the it's the difference, obviously. So, I think for those heading that way and looking to wild card thirty. Just keep 30 fixtures in your mind with the idea of moving it to 31. You can, of course, aim for wildcard in 31. You could just do it that way now and go, well, I'm not bothered what happens. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to wait till game week 31 anyway. And that might be a sensible solution in any case. I think for those of us who end up with treble Tottenham, treble Villa, and also looking at Manchester City, Arsenal playing each other in game week 30, might think, yeah, I can hold on here till 31. Um, other options to wildcard. Game week 34, I think, might be viable for those who've decided they want a free hit in 37. So take someone like me who's used that bench post. I'm going to look at this. I don't think it'll be for me, by the way, because I think I want to get away from 29. But it, it might be something that I look at. Oh, can I carry on further here, 32, 33? My biggest drawback of that would be I've I've got a rush to get like Liverpool in certainly in game week 31, for example. And then if I'm moving my, I don't know, let's say example of West Ham players, just hypothetically, I want to get rid of them, getting yeah. from Bowens to Sellers and stuff like that. It's obviously not easy, right? But 34 might be a possibility. 35 or 36 to wild cards, so obviously get away from 34 in prep for 37. But remember those two Manchester United and Newcastle fiction in 35, if that projection ends up being correct. And also, you could obviously go 37 or 38, which I'd like to call it the fuck it, just have two free hits at the end strategy, where 37, you free hit or wild card, and game at 38, you free hit or wild card. And you'll be doing that because you've manipulated the fixtures with such Einstein brilliance that that's how you've landed at the end. I don't think that's improbable that people get to certain situations, say like planning for 34, and think, I want to free hit 34, and then, and then get there and... I don't want to do it. I 
don't like is that a possibility and then you end up going well actually the option at the end because of those flip of some of those fixtures between 37 and 38 smash into two free hits at the end frankly that's wasting a wild card but it's also doing something very different. Uh, Play it your way. I've done it once before, and it worked out perfectly um, fine. I think I've, that was in the COVID season, wasn't it, when we yeah. paused and we all got the unlimited. And I think people were planning to wildcard around then, and then had the unlimited. It was like, well, yeah, I can just attack this at the end, so it worked nicely. That probably shouldn't be the circumstance here. Uh, finally, some triple captaincy options. I know many of you have obviously used it. Solanke, if fit, against Sheffield United and Luton in 28 is an obvious... Um, answer. I think yeah. personally, if he is definitively fit, get it done. I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would use it on him if he's. It, you need confidence that he's fit. Clearly, but if he is, you know, he plays at the weekend, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a that's just a dream double. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would want to get that done. And also, remember what I said on Monday: the scenario you probably want for Bournemouth assets is them losing in the cup and Wolves going through so they don't play the weekend after. Bournemouth don't play the weekend after the double now. So, rotation less likely. That's more positive for your your Taverniers and whoever you might think might play in the midfield areas. Um, some alternatives to 28. Salah at home to Sheffield United, game week 31. Yep. The off-putter of that would be that they play Manchester United three days later in the league. That would be the one off-putter about that, you think, if they've got the game one. But I don't know, with Klopp and Salah, it just feels more about his conditioning, right? If he's happy with him, he'll stay on. And look, look what Haaland did in, what, an hour against Luton? Yeah. Uh, talking of him, I think the best single fixture he has left is probably Luton at home in game week 33. You should, however, have an awareness that that fixture falls in between the Champions League quarterfinals. Right. Game week 34, if the projections went as expected, I think Rasmus Hoyland at home to Newcastle, particularly if Nick Pope's not back, and Sheffield United at home could be good. Yeah. If, if, if the fixture, what I looked at here is I thought if the fixtures go as expected, who do I want to captain in game week 34? And it stood out like a sore thumb, him. So if that was to happen, then that's an option if you don't want to use if you haven't used it or don't want to use twenty eight Solanke. Obviously, if if City have a double in thirty seven, I think based on discussion we've had about concern about Liverpool if they're still in the Europa, um, and Arsenal and matching up Arsenal's fixtures against Manchester City's, then probably City would be favoured. So therefore, Holland, Fulham away and Brighton away is reasonable if you want to Any, go down that route. Anything for him is reasonable. Uh, well, yes, uh, including this week. I know there will be some that will triple captain him this week. And finally, game week 38, you want something a bit rogue that perhaps many people won't have part of. Um, Tottenham have scored in their last three game week 38 games, 13 goals, and they were all scored away from home. And in game week 38, Tottenham go to Sheffield United. Yuming Sun game week 38. If you just end up with it still and it just never works out. Um, I don't think that that's you know if I had to wildcard game uh, user captaincy in game week 38 now I would because it's the last week yeah I would want to punt something like Sun possibly yeah might even be like it's Richarlison or something so um, I think that would probably be just as good for Sun as a potential 37 double even though that would include Burnley at home 
So there's some triple captaincy options for you. I think if you've still got it left up, personally, I think if Solanke's fit, I would use it Just on Solanke in 28, yeah. What's your current free hit? Uh, 34 or 37? I haven't decided, and uh, it's not a bullshit answer. Um, I've been way too busy just putting this together in preparation for the podcast to decide definitively what I'm doing. What I can say is I'll be planning to 29. I think wildcard will be 30 or 31. And because I don't have the bench boost left, I don't have to make any 34, 37 decision till the wildcard, right? So for me, it's likely to be one of the other. Um, I... I would prefer 37, but as we discussed when we last did the chip pods, most of for most of the chips, 37 is a good week, right? I think we, we kind of agreed free hit was best for 37 and bench boost was best for 37. And I feel the same in terms of maximising your possibility, particularly with the free hit, that's circumstantial. Like if you're in that case with just Ollie Watkins heading to 29, like of course you're going to world a free hit in 29. So it's circumstantial, but I think free hit, and bench boost is probably both best for 37, is my opinion, as it stands generally. You're obviously not going to use both. So I think for me, whether a free hit 34 or 37 is irrelevant. If I had the bench boost left, I would almost definitely be playing to bench boost in 37. Therefore, I would be penciling in a free hit for 34, but I'd need an alternative. And I think the alternative for me, by the way, would be game week 38. Okay, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's the, the, imme- very, uh, the immediate decision is obviously what to do with 28 and 29, right? Yeah, Break it down, yeah, simplify yeah. it where yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah. I um, I definitely not using my free hit in 29. I don't need to. Fine. Um, particularly like to be honest, I would love to know the Solanke situation because Solanke not being available really helps puts me straight onto Carlton Morris over Solanke as the option because again he plays in 29 uh, I might go to a Ross Barkley or something as my uh, other player gives me another player for 29. I did do uh, um, one other suggestion we didn't kind of map out uh, ideas like that I will shout out one other which I thought was interesting someone mentioned to me last night forgive me I can't remember who um, but it was an idea of um, dead ending to 33 Free hitting 34, mm-hmm. wild carding out of it. So not dead end to 34 and wild card out, dead end to 33, free hitting 34, wild carding 35 slash 36. I suppose under that, so if you free hitting 34, then yeah, it would be wild card 35, I think, rather than 36. That then, if you're then bench boosting 37, gives you an additional free transform route. I'm not in love with it, but I, I saw someone mention it to me last night and I thought it was worth mentioning as an idea if if people want to look at it, but you need to be well set on that path from now to 33, right? Yep. And most people are probably not going to be brilliantly set for it, I would suggest. But if you are, it's another one to consider. Yeah, my, my current feeling, James, is work through 29, wildcard 33 to bench boost for 34 with the worst teams having better doubles so I can stack a better bench and some of those teams still have fairly okay fixtures till the end of the year Uh, I may even be able to work towards 34 without wildcarding the week before depending on what moves I want to make between 29 and 34 free hit 37 
triple captain's already gone. That's my current thought process. I need to now investigate if I can work towards 34 without having to wildcard to set myself up for that bench boost. So, you want to know, and you're not free hitting in, in 29, right? The answer is no one. There's no one playing in 29 you don't that has to, a double right? in 34. Yeah. Okay. So, it's got to be work around it. Okay, understand. But so, I'm carrying certain players through. Here's the teams with the best fixtures up to game week 33. Bournemouth, Tottenham, Chelsea, Fulham, West Ham. Get this. Burnley, Brentford, Nottingham Forest. A lot of them playing 29. Mm. Um, and are not terrible afterwards. Um, from those teams, the ones that have got, I would call, red fixtures afterwards. Um Burnley and West Ham go to Chelsea and Newcastle, respectively, in 30. Brentford and Forest go to Villa and Tottenham, respectively, in 32. Tottenham go to Newcastle in 33. But those are the teams with the best fixtures. Who's got crap fixtures? Well, Manchester City are one of the worst because of what's coming up. In, but you're not going to want to go without the robot, right? Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't really want to get rid of Phil Foden with the form he's in, for example, at the moment. Manchester United, up to that period, from now, I've got worst. And this is one of the ones you'd be aiming for, maybe for, for 34, for example. Um, Liverpool and Arsenal's fixtures kind of middle them. So, um, if you were to free hit, by the way, in game week 29, and are working through that possibility to game week 33, um, there's a few other teams that then, I, f- I think there's teams that become more attractive on top of the ones I've just said. Wolves would be one. I think Liverpool and Arsenal would be others. And I think so too, Newcastle on that path towards 34 as well. Fulham ain't too bad either. Yeah, yeah I said Fulham was one yeah, of them Fulham originally. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, there's a lot to soak in, listeners. I would recommend you listen back with what, no, no questions. Pen. Oh, you want to get into some questions? Well, if, even if though you there can, was internet questions. If, if, if there's any there that um, perhaps there's something we haven't covered and you want to throw them in then let's do it quick um, in terms while, of sh- while I pull them up then what do we have the rest of the week and all that kind of stuff so no deadline stream on Saturday because uh, I can't I don't well I know I can but I don't want to rush to Tottenham for the 3 o'clock kickoff from the 1.30 deadline on Saturday because of the state of my body at the moment so I mean my body's a state just generally speaking but for the new listeners I have quite bad back pain at the moment um, so I'm going to do a stream at 7 o'clock tomorrow night not the game week 27 deadline stream that I'll also get as an audio on Friday night as well. So if you want to come and ask me some strategy questions as part of that, it will be a slow, because it will go out as an audio, it will be a slower pace than the normal deadline stream as well. Uh, on Patreon, um, I'm going to be doing for our advanced tier patrons today a look at wildcarding now and what I would do if I was wildcarding this week now that we've got all the projections out of the way. So just joining Nico tomorrow for uh, Nico's Corner, uh, which might be the end of Planet FPL. That will also be available for Intermediate Plus tier patrons, our patron podcast today and tomorrow. Today, Money and Football is a look at the future of the League Cup. And tomorrow will be our Game Week 27 preview podcast as well. If you want to support the show and make sure I'm still here for doing shit like this this time next year, it's www.patreon.com forward slash planet FPL. Do it because you want to support the show. Or if you want access to my planner, 
or if you want access to the additional content. No one promises to make you a better FPL manager, but Clayton is near the top 10k at the moment, but he's not here. No, he is not. We couldn't allow Clayton on this one. He'd literally no. just go to me afterwards. What'd you say? He'll he'll uh, he'll just go and do what FPL Optimize tells him or one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, can that's do. How, how it works. Uh, I'm just looking through the questions. We've covered so many of them. Uh, when will FPL team be updated? Already is, right? Done. Uh, <laughs> okay, while you're thinking about it, let no, me get... I mean, J- the problem here, James, is like, we don't know people's teams. So if you had all three chips and wildcard, what would your strategy be? I don't know how you're set for 29, for example. So I can't really help answer certain specific questions. Um, so many people asking, should I free hit in th- 29? And I'm like, well... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know your team. Uh, which teams are likely to double don't, in 34 Don't send me your team. Sure. I'll be honest, I don't care. A few people kind <laughs> of... Is 10 way. enough for game week 29? I think even 8 or 9... Is enough. Let me say this on 29. 29. Um, let me say this. If you just had seven attacking players in game with 29, I think that's fine. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you have to have seven attacking players, by the way. My point being is, I think the defences and that week are awful. Don't stress about the, the number of players. Oh, I want to get Reggie on for Burnley away. And like, fine, if it works for you, cool. But I wouldn't be like breaking up my team massively to get defensive players for it. You see any of them teams in game with 29 kicking a clean sheet, particularly? Or would you trust any of them? Yeah, West Ham, of course. Okay. And Cheers, no, the answer's yeah, no. The 60% of live owners throughout Fonzariola kind of disagree with this comment at the moment. So, no. So... Get, get the key attacking players, whatever you think that is, whether it's Watkins, Son, Richarlison, you know, Tony, Munez, if you want, like whatever you, Awanyi, Gibbs, White, Colton Morris, if added by those, whatever you fancy, get your best of that and don't stress about it. So I think like sevens, it's fine. If you can get them more, get them more, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't kill yourself for it. I do think personally that if you, if you landed there with two free transfers, for example, um, then I do think a minus four to get three additional players is worth it because just on appearance points alone, it should pay for it. Similarly, if you've got one one free transfer, again, two players, especially if they're attacking players, should, in theory, pay back the hit on appearance points. So I think hit in 29 under that circumstance is perfectly reasonable. If you go in two frees and you take a minus eight for four players, then in theory... The, the attacking appearance points should pay back for the minus eight even. So, yeah, I think for most, this is why I say I think free hitting in 29 is for those in a crisis, basically. And that's that Watkins example is perfect, right? I'm not even going to say to that person even consider doing anything different. Just free hitting it, mate, and forget about it and stop worrying about it. Cool. Uh, yep, that's a wrap then, James, for this episode. Covered everything. These questions are shit. They're two. They're two team specific. Okay. What What do you think about bench boosting game week thirty three? It's not enough information uh, to particularly answer it. When will we know what the fixtures are? We've covered a lot of this. What's a free hit in game week thirty four going to look like? Well, I can't really. You know, I'm not being rude to the questions that we've had in, but I'm reading them and I'm like, well, everyone is. It depends. Does free hit 34 or 37 look better than free hit 29? 
it depends, right? So a lot of these questions that people are asking, what do you think of Bench Boost in 28? What's your team? What's your biggest team? So uh, I, I get the questions that people have answered. We've been through a lot of detail about the specific teams and the fixtures that are coming up and what have you. So um, hopefully we have been of some use. If not, listen back again. Uh, one and a half speed with notepad and pen, and hopefully it will all become clear. Um, my other recommendations would be, uh, if you want to sign up to Patreon and support the show, no obligation, but you get James's Excel planning spreadsheet, which is particularly useful. And also, if you go on fpl.team, you don't have to get a premium account or whatever. You can just still use it um, and set your team up and see how you look in 28, 29, 30, 34, 37, based on James's uh, projections that are on there. And perhaps then it will give you a little bit more clarity. I'll also, by the way, all these notes, because it's very rare for me, but I've written a lot of notes for this. I'll post it all on Patreon later yeah. today as well. Uh, are you going to just stick a Patreon post up with a how-to guide? Literally, I'm just going to no, I'm just going to copy, copy all my paste, notes. Yeah. Make of it what you will. That'll be worth it alone. Uh, a few shout-outs before we finish. Yeah, do it. Usual. Um, thanks again to those who continue to send me nice messages. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. Um, yeah, FPL must follows over the strategy period. You know, Ian Parrin, I mentioned earlier, Planet Sky, uh, Lego Mane, really good. Uh, ben Krellin, obviously, unless you live under a rock, you must all surely know who that is. And Ben is the best for the visual in terms of probability, in terms of like his, his graphs and um, what, what, what do you call Ben's screenshots? I'm having a mind blank. What do you call them? What do you mean? Your spreadsheet shots. What do you call them? It's a screenshot. A screenshot, whatever. Yeah, yeah they're the best. Um, there's plenty of other good accounts as well. I know you like, dropped in like FPO Optimize, but these yep. sites like Optimize, Review, etc. In terms of your planning, like they will be very, very useful for you if you want to use that sort of equipment. FPO team has mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, and the community, most people in the community are very helpful and will help and assist as well. That's it, I think. Cool. See you tomorrow. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you've hit the Smash your subscribe like, hit the sub button, button like, retweet the jazz. tweet and all that crap. Yeah, Cheers. let's get thank this out you. to as many uh, plug holes as we possibly can. That's ears for people that are not in England. And uh, one, back at you tomorrow. One million uh, views on Twitter. That's what I want to say. On the tweet. On the tweet. Okay. Uh, make James a happy man <laughs> with a million views on his tweet. Stay safe. Look after yourselves. Ciao for now. Thanks, everyone. Be nice to each other. Remember, always play it your way. Cue music, please, man child. The Fantasy Football Show. Sports Social Podcast Network.